great eagle, throne room of God, holy of holies, heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion, city of innumerable angels, priesthood of Melchizedek, how are you guys doing? Hello. I've never seen Jesus Christ have a bad day in his entire resurrected life. Right? You know, Jesus is the happiest person. It says he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. So, what's up with his people? You know, shouldn't they be the happiest people raised from the dead with him? Body of Christ, the body of Jesus. In this world we are Jesus, it is written. What Jesus are they following? The lambkin with the marks of slaughter? <laughs> he's the frolicking ewe lamb of the book of Revelation in heaven. Because he's been raised from the dead. Oh, it's so good. Feast upon his flesh. Feast upon his blood. Drinking the spiritual blood of Jesus Christ because the life is in the blood and it's the river of life that flows from God's throne. It's the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the everlasting covenant. Obviously no one's a vampire around here. The world's a vampire. Like the smashing pumpkins say, but we're not vampires. We're Christians. We drink the Holy Spirit, the river of life, as we're commanded to. In the book of Revelation, Come you who are thirsty and drink freely without cost the living waters. These living waters, why do you think they're alive? It's the blood of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is the blood of Jesus. You're drinking the Holy Spirit, you're drinking the blood of Jesus, same exact thing. It's the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Drink it all of you when you remember Jesus. And I've been drinking it all day, every day, so strongly the last couple of weeks. It's like... We're coming into new levels of the cup of the new covenant that I could never have imagined. This is how you need to visualize and see in the spirit of prophecy, in the spirit of grace. The cup of the new covenant is the size of the entire universe, all stars and all sands, Abraham, promise fulfilled. Descendants as numerous as all the stars. Descendants as numerous as all the sands. This new covenant is the size of the entire universe. That's how big this new covenant cup is. That's how big the blood of Jesus is. That's how big this feast and celebration of His wine, His blood, <laughs> the forgiveness of all the world's sins. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away, well, just my sins, but not that guy's. You know, he's a real sinner. He certainly is going to go to hell, that Freemason and that Jesuit and that gangster and, you know, that person at church that really backbit and spread nasty rumors about me behind my back. Calling me white trash, trailer park trash. It really hurt my feelings. <laughs> that person can't be forgiven. Oh my goodness, when you get a visualization of the cup of the new covenant, the size of the universe, you can so easily forgive everyone their sins because you've been forgiven so much because you've drank the blood of the everlasting covenant. You've drank the living waters. You've drank the river of life and the life is in the blood. It's the blood of the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. I mean, this is some new wine, guys. This is new wine and it can't fit in anyone's old wine skin. I mean, that old religious Christian stuff that really wasn't what the apostles walked in. That's certainly not what Jesus Christ walked in. He's the happiest person ever walked the earth. That religious stuff is like the old wineskin. That church stuff, that legalism, that accusation, that judgmentalism. You know, they're always calling people names. Anyone that doesn't agree with them, they immediately condemn. They're under the curse of the law 
and they're just like their father, the devil, the accuser of the brethren. And I, you got to forgive them too because that's a lot of Christians that lumped up in the curse of the law. <laughs> but the Apostle Paul says you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That's why he died on the cross so you wouldn't have to be religious anymore. <laughs> You understand that's the full sacrifice and the weight of his blood is upon all religiosity of self-efforts and dead works and strange fire in the entire world. <laughs> all religion is the curse of the law. And it's like, how many people is that? That's like five billion people. I mean, that's like all Christianity. That's like all Judaism. That's like all Islam. That's like all Buddhism. That's like all Hinduism. That's like all religion in the entire world. That's like everyone. <laughs> That's the only way the devil can keep them enslaved in the dust of the earth and buried in sin and buried in the dirty conscience because if you forgive the sins of the entire world by utilization of the cup of the new covenant, it just washes them white as lamb's wool and they're totally undeserving. I mean, they'll just be like totally celebrational. It's like washing Las Vegas of their whoredom and it's like, man... Well, they don't deserve it. Maybe they should be beat up a little bit and told what to do and, you know, send them into church and get them really, really religious and then they'll learn their lesson and that's how these pastors' attitudes are all over the place and that's not God the Father and that's not Jesus Christ. That's not how it is. That's not the blood of the covenant. That's not the forgiveness of sins. The blood of Jesus doesn't hold anything against anyone. If you hold anything against anyone, you're a murderer of your brother and a murderer of your sister. That's why you have to forgive your brothers and forgive your sisters and do not let the sun set while you're still angry, as it's written. Do not let the sun go down while you still have something in your heart towards one another. Otherwise, that becomes bitterness and wormwood in your bones. and really accelerates the aging process and you start to get gray hairs prematurely. Or you just start to get all wrinkly in your face and your countenance turns to like a black rock that fell from heaven. Next thing you know, you're a zombie wandering around the mountain 40 years in the wilderness, you know, trying to catch snakes and scorpions and angry at the bread that falls from heaven every day. Oh, sound like somebody know? <laughs> they despise the bread that fell from heaven. They loathed it, it says in the scriptures. They loathed the word of God. Does that sound like some Christians, you know? Now they love the dead letters. Anything that's in the realm of the dead, anything that's dry and arid of the sand, anything that's human, anything, anything that's dead, they love that. They eat that up. I mean, that's popular. You can package that and sell it on God TV and you got a million viewers in 24 hours. And that's true. <laughs> but if it's alive, active, and energized, that just screws up their whole system. That means you're now in the new covenant living waters that are without cost and are free. You can't sell that. You can't sell the Holy Spirit. You can't buy the Holy Spirit. The living energy of the living God and the blood of the Lamb in the river of life that takes away the sins of the world can't be bought or sold. It can't be traded upon the souls of the nations like religion can and the charismatic church can. You see the charismatic church? I came out of the charismatic church. I'm not in the charismatic church. I'm in Zion, city of innumerable angels, and I live here permanently now, just nested in Jerusalem, above, not below. And in the charismatic church that I came out of and overcame, it was all these Gog and Magog pyramid structures and their sheep 
trading, you know, and it's all about your marketing and how you can trade upon the souls of men and women, get the most sheep in your sheds and fleece the sheep and make money off the sheep and really entertain them nice so they want to bring their kids and they want to tell people about how awesome your building is and you know how nice the services are and how pleasant and everyone's happy and you can go home and do your own thing. Trading on the souls of men. Does that sound like something in the book of Revelation called the Horror of Babylon? Mm -hmm. Babylon the Great that trades upon the souls of the nations. Guys, I've been through hundreds of churches. Every church that I've ever been to, the good ones, the bad ones, and the really freaking ugly ones, all trade on human souls. <laughs> the only place that's not traded upon human souls, the only place where there's no slavery at all, there's no curses at all, there's no compromise, confusion at all. It's just crystal clear living water is in heavenly Jerusalem, the city of innumerable angels, in the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Where your pastor is the chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, and your father is God, the Almighty. Is that available for every man, woman, and child on earth free? They don't have to join a church. They don't have to join an organization. They don't have to join these buildings made by human hands that God does not dwell in. They don't have to sacrifice their newborn on an altar to Lucifer just to get in the building. <laughs> you know, sign up for all kinds of crap that doesn't matter to God just to keep them busy and worthless. They don't have to suck you dry like a vampire. They're like, I, but the dead system of religion loves sucking people dry like vampires. The world of Babylon the Great, and it is a world of Satan, the cherubim Lucifer, that he built by the slaves of the souls that he traded upon. In religion, in rebellion, in all the business, and all commerce, and all trading, and everything done under the entire sun of the seven mountains written, written about in the book of Revelation. That whole system of Babylon the Great belongs to cherubim Lucifer. It's called slavery. It is a hell on earth, and it has the illusion of success, you know, look at all this money, look at how happy my family is, and drive a Porsche, or whatever, you know, got a boat. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, it's a whole matrix, Babylon the Great. And until you bring your mind out of it by drinking the blood of the everlasting covenant, you can't even see what a vampire system Babylon the Great is. It lives off of sucking you dry. That's how the fallen angels exist. That's how the demons exist in that system. If you escape that system, they'll start attacking you. If you start coming out of the matrix, you start coming out of Babylon the Great, they're losing you. And the Christians are the ones they really don't want to lose because they're the ones that forfeit the most life energy. Because you have God in you, and if you just forfeit God every Sunday morning in a star worship sorcery service, the fallen angels can just suck you dry. And the Christians actually empower the fallen angels more than any other group of people on the face of the earth. True story. Called the Horror of Babylon. Most do it in ignorance because they grew up in a slave system called Babylon the Great that just trades on human souls. And it's just like, come on, dude, don't rock the boat. That's just how it is. You know, I mean, no one's perfect. No one can be sin-free. Well, he died on the cross. That blood's sin-free. Drink it, all of you, every time you remember him. Jesus. Jesus is perfect, and we are the body of Jesus. And he's coming back to a bride that's without spot and wrinkle, a perfect bride. Is that a hard thing? Oh, and the human nature can never do it. 
Your brain can never do it. Your body can never do it. But your spirit loves to do it. Your spirit just awakens by it, drinking the blood of the everlasting covenant. And you just come alive. And you start to realize clearly, my God, I really am born of the spirit. It's all true. And it's like waking up from a dream. It's like waking up from having too much to drink. <laughs> and it's like a great awakening. Every single one of you, when you drink the cup of the everlasting covenant of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that is absolutely omnipotent over all death and all hell, over all Egypt and all, all Sodom, where our Lord was crucified, which is the realm of all sorcery, all religion, all rebellion, that's all being washed into the lake of fire now by the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty called the blood of Jesus Christ or the new wine. You know, it's the feast of the new wine. So our celebration, our intoxication, our, festi our festivities, our fun, our childlike playing with the Father in the coolness of the day, all of this realm of heaven that we live in every day and demonstrate every single day and everyone's just kind of joining it, that's actually what will destroy the slave system of Babylon the Great. The wine of the Almighty, the wine of the New Covenant, the wine celebration of the Bride of Christ, when she really begins to understand what the blood of Jesus is, why the New Covenant is only talked about as a cup in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, the only time the New Covenant is mentioned in Scripture is as a cup that you drink in the entire New Testament. And it's just like, the demons have taken something so simple that a four-year-old can understand and a four-year-old can drink and experience that they've confused it into religion. They've confused it into curses. they confused it into strange fire and self-efforts and they've turned it into witchcraft. The demons turned Christianity, that is a cup, into putting the cup down and going out and practicing witchcraft every Sunday morning. I'm telling you the truth. That's how it is. We've been through all of it, and I've seen it in the whole world. It's the same thing everywhere. There's not a nation where this witchcraft hasn't touched. Galatians 3.1, they begin in the spirit, and then they get trained in their brain, and they have a real hard time trying to finish in the brain what began in the spirit, but you'll never be able to do it. That's the only way Satan keeps the Christians immature. That's why the entire body of Christ is in infancy. Even though we've had a Christianity for 2,000 years, we should all be like King Melchizedek by now. And we're not. I mean, most Christians don't even know what Melchizedek is or the New Covenant, priesthood of Melchizedek or heavenly Jerusalem. Like, why aren't we the most spiritual people in the world? Why aren't we the sons of God, the hugest mature ones, the lords and the kings over all creation like the Bible says? <laughs> why aren't we strong adults and eating strong meat? And why aren't we mature? We're not mature because we began in the spirit and then tried to finish in our brains. And if we're honest with ourselves, that's how the devil deceived all of us. I mean, to this very moment, the vast majority of the one billion Christians worldwide, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of millions have been born again, but it's like hundreds of millions born again. There's like a hundred million tongue-speaking Christians. It's like huge amounts. But the thing is, is we need to get our minds renewed. We need to not just be spiritual way down deep inside our hearts. We need to be spiritual right through our foreheads, 
in our physical realities drowned in the blood of the new covenant. Where it's like we walk around like living beings and wine cellars of the kingdom of heaven. Totally aware of the entire spirit world. Constantly. Never sleeping. Never dead. Not animals. Now angels. <laughs> now you are the sons of God. Living beings. Like the angels. Jesus Christ said that in the red letters. In the resurrection they will be like the angels. When is the resurrection? He told you. The third day. In a day as a thousand years. What millennia are you in people? The third millennia since Jesus Christ. You're in the third day. You're in the resurrection right now. <laughs> look, at the, look at the year. You know. 2017. You're in the third day. The Gregorian calendar is correct. We don't even need to know about, well, how old is the universe? Who cares? Yeah, they were in eternity before the fall. It could have been four trillion years. Time began at the fall. <laughs> so measured time is only like 6,000 years. Before that, before Adam and Eve fell, it was eternity. So we're trying to measure it by carbon dating. It's absolute insanity. The Christians are totally insane in religion and their meatball brains. This stuff is so basic, so simple. No confusion here. Zero. Just crystal clear living waters through all your brains, grace waters through all your hearts. Just be washed in the living water, like it says in Scripture, being washed in the water of the Word. <laughs> Having your bodies washed in the water of the Word. And we need more living water. We need more drinking. We need more spiritual feasting. We, we need more celebration of the cup of the new covenant. And less trying to figure it all out. Enter the kingdom like children. Children understand that they don't know anything. That's why they're so blessed and so happy all the time. Jesus said you could only enter the kingdom, the dominion of God the King, the realm of Zion, the realm of the mountain of the Lord that shall rise as chief of all the mountains in the last days. And a little child shall lead him as it's written, Isaiah chapter 11. It's like all about being a child. If you're not a child, you can't enter the kingdom because we are the children of God the Father. If we try to become big adults and real mature in our brains, we cut ourselves off from grace. We cut ourselves off from drinking. And we get totally dry. And the next thing you know, we're teaching theology at the university and we've got our doctorate in divinity and we're just a dry, arid Egyptian hell. It's everywhere. And it's like, don't ever put the cup down. It's the cup of salvation. Stay saved. No, I'm not doubting your fire insurance, you know? Probably die and go to heaven, but why even die? Why even age? Why even have any curse? Why tolerate that woman Jezebel? Why tolerate any curses? He died to remove every single curse. In his body there is no curses, and we are that body, the body of Christ. Why tolerate poverty? Why tolerate sickness and disease? Why tolerate anything? The curse of the law is the worst. I mean, it is heart-wrenching dealing with these people that are under the curse of the law and religion. Like, it is a nightmare. It is so draining. It is a vampire of hell. It is Dracula. It's horrible. It's Satan and his angels. And you can actually live above the curse because when you're crucified with Christ, you're in a curse-free zone. When you're crucified with Christ, all of the curses of the fall are under your feet. And I'm telling you the truth, in this third day generation, we are overcoming 
the curse of the fall. Not just the curse of the law, not just religion. Overcoming the curse of the fall is what the Apostle Paul says, the last curse to be swallowed up in victory is death. We're overcoming aging. We're overcoming death. <laughs> Where your cells will constantly regenerate because of the blood of Jesus and drinking the everlasting covenant. In His blood there is eternal life. We have that cup. We always have. We just haven't drunk very much. I mean, drinking is like considered fringe in Christianity. The drunken glory is considered weird by most Christians in 2017. But I tell you the truth, the entire expression of Christianity is being changed right now by the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> by the sons of God raising a standard of heavenly Jerusalem, heaven on earth, and living it, and breathing it, and saying all the words that the Father's saying, so we drown the word, world in the word. <laughs> we drown the world in the word. That's the bread of heaven. Just like the manna in the wilderness, that was the word of God. Came through Moses, the man of God on the mountain. It's true. Because God doesn't move in the face of the earth except through man and woman. It's not a wisp in the sky. Sorry, you'll actually have to submit one another out of reverence for Christ. You're going to have to deal with men and women forever. There's no lone rangers. We're one body of Christ. And there's a head of the body, which is the sons of God, the friends of the bridegroom, and you can't avoid it. One body. <laughs> and how many people are in that body? Right now, there's about a billion. Right now. <laughs> about a billion. Not going to be already are. <laughs> Thing is, is just got to get all that stuff out of them by teaching them how to drink. After you're born again, they get all big in their meatball, but all small in their morning star. Now it's time to remove all that religious crap of the curse of the law and get them big in the morning star and get them very small in their meatball. Spirit must be bigger. That's morning star. You're born again spirit. Your eternal spirit, you're born again. That means even if they kill your body, your spirit and your soul go to heaven and live forever and continue to grow for eternity. That's why you've been born again, born of the Spirit, saved. Names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, imagine if you grow your morning star, born again, regenerated spirit now and not wait until you die and go to heaven. You'll overcome the curse of the fall, and that's why Satan has attacked this movement more than anything else in the history of Christianity, because we're destroying death. <laughs> the priesthood of Melchizedek is programmed, predestined, foreordained right now to teach you with understanding and childlike faith how to overcome aging, how to overcome death. It's going to be the easiest thing too. It's obviously that's not human. <laughs> Science can't teach you that stuff. You'll never learn it in any university. It's priceless. It can't be bought with money. It is simply the blood of Jesus drink it. Drink the blood of Jesus. The life is in the blood. Is he raised from the dead? What happens when you drink the river of life, the blood of the new covenant? Not confusing stuff. All the drinking of the new covenant that's talked about like dozens of times, the new wine, the living waters, the river of life, the blood of the everlasting covenant is all in the Holy Spirit. All of it. The Holy Spirit manifests the blood of Jesus when you drink by faith. 
So drinking by faith is simply being filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit constantly. And yes, the Holy Spirit is the blood of Jesus. Because since he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's why it's omnipotent. And by faith, it is the realest thing you'll ever experience in your entire life. Like being raised from the dead by the power of the Spirit of Holiness. I mean, that's pretty real. I mean, that's Mary Magdalene at the tomb like, whoa, this is so real. There's the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. I'm shocked, you know, blown away, you know. Or like, I feel buzzing all over my face. That's so real, you know. It's like someone shot up my face with Novocaine. Or like, I feel buzzing all over my hands. Or I'm just starting to get into the drinking. I'm starting to feel the energy, the electricity, the fire of God, the energy of God. And it's so strong, this energy is the river of life. And keep drinking, and your cup overflows with the energy of God. And it's immortal energy, it's eternal energy, it's the glory of God energy. And if you stay in that energy, in the high place of holiness, and don't go down for any sin, which is death, you'll go from energy to energy, glory to glory, every day. And ever-increasing energy to the point where it's like, you know, we're shorting out all kinds of electronics all the time. Took me four tries just to get Periscope to work today, you know? Or you might swat at a fly on your shoulder and it turns magically into a butterfly just because there's so much energy coming out of the palm of your hand to the river of life. And then they'll have to rewrite the science books every month because of all the energy you're manifesting as the temples of the energy of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's a lot of energy. I mean, you could just play tennis continuously for years in that kind of energy. That sounds like heaven on earth. I mean, think about it. In heaven, there's no sleeping. In heaven, you can eat anything. I mean, you can go up and just, you know, eat the whole tree if you want because it's all made out of light. It's all made out of energy. It's all made out of the Holy Spirit. So when we say, on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done. I mean, you ready for the energy of the kingdom? I don't think you are. Because <laughs> I think people get freaked out by this stuff and they kind of back off. And it's like, I'm not sure that's God. But it's God. He's a lot more powerful than the devil. The devil is so weak. The devil is just a, a fallen cherubim. I mean, there's so many more cherubim that didn't fall that are more powerful than Satan that you don't even realize how powerful the kingdom of heaven is. It's, it's mind-shattering. For anyone to even believe the demons or the devils or the witches and warlocks, sorcerers, Jesuits, Freemasons have any power is utter foolishness because God is so powerful that a one drop of His blood just shatters the whole universe of stars and sands. I mean, just one blood drop of his DNA into this world is game over. I mean, it just bought the whole universe back from cherubim Lucifer with one drop of his blood. And now you're drinking how much blood? I mean, I'm drinking, I'm drinking it by the kegs every day. I'm a huge drinker. And God says, drink as much as you want every day and get as blessed on the cup of the new covenant as you want every day and let your cup overflow and the overflow will take away the sins of the world. I mean, that's a pretty strong threat of a good time. I want to drink so much that everyone around me is blessed and cursed free. And we're experiencing that today. It is the greatest day I've ever walked with God today. Penny coming out of the curse of the fall, getting all blessed, her faith face changing from old lady to young lady today, just like shape-shifting. Because it's, those buggers get right behind your face and, oh God, I hate demons. The demons, those reptiles of Egyptian hell that always are taskmaster spirits of the curse of the law. And the blood of the 
everlasting covenant deals with it right through your faces and restores the joy of your salvation so your faces get saved all over again. How many days and how many times does your face need to get saved? Daily. Every day we keep the face. <laughs> Every day we keep the feast of the faith in our face. Say that 15 times real fast. Feast of the face in the faith. Every day we keep the feast, feast of, the faith in the of faith in our face. face and that's why we're so happy all the time. Because we're saved in our faces. Because we have so much faith in the feast. And it's a daily practice. It's a discipleship of the blood and the bread of his flesh and his wine. Holy Spirit, my God, I'm drunk. Shaba. But it's wonderful stuff because it's all true. It's like a seventh grader that's been drinking, talking to you right now. It is wild, man. This like will ruin your education. I mean, this will make you feel dumb after listening to it. <laughs> this is some stupid gospel stuff right here. This is dumb. I mean, think about it. People pay so much money to get smart in this world, and then God comes around, and He just gets you dumb on the drunken glory. He gets you dumb on the new covenant. I mean, we get so dumb that we look like little kids dumb. When it's actually the genius of God, the wisdom of God, the drunken glory, the wine of God. Spirit of wisdom in the book of Proverbs is called wine. <laughs> I think it's the same wine in the new covenant, the blood of Jesus Christ. Wisdom. He has become wisdom to us, it is written. Amen? Jesus Christ is our wisdom. Jesus Christ is our peace. Jesus Christ is our salvation. It's inside His flesh and in His blood that we are blessed and curse-free every day and go from glory to glory by the renewal of our minds, by just feasting. Feasting. And our faces stay saved and no reptiles crawl in there and through our eye gates, nose gates, ear gates, touch gates from all the dumb stuff we believe of the flies of Belial. Now all that stays out if you keep the feast. You never backslide, just go from glory to glory, stay blessed, stay happy, curse free every day. And it's just so much fun. That's real Christianity that I'm preaching at you tonight. Real Christianity is a feast. It is the funnest thing every single day going from glory to glory in the grace and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no legalism. There is no curses. There is just pure bliss. It's heaven. I mean, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is heaven. This is curse-free heaven in His blood and in His flesh, in His wine and in His bread, in the daily feast. In Jesus' name, try it for yourselves by faith. These words will activate it because I'm here. I mean, I'm just drinking. I'm, I'm like this. Like a little kid, by faith, I'll just take like a wine chalice, and it's so stupid to those in their brain, but it's real faith. And the Father just loves it because He loves those who have faith in Him that look so foolish to the worldly educated people. I just say, thank you, Father. And I mean, and I'll start laughing just because it's so ridiculous and silly, but there's an impartation by faith, you know? Jesus said, drink. Drink, drink, drink the living waters. How much living waters? This, Daily. This whole relationship, this whole miraculous heaven on earth experience is based on faith. Faith. So if you don't, like, if you can't, if you can't do this just because it's too childlike, just because it's too weird. And toke the ghost. We can't do, like, they're just, 
I mean, if you can't do that, lay hands on your mind and let the blood of Jesus just eat your mind. Because that's what the blood of the Lamb will do. It removes your human nature. It removes your sinful nature. It takes away the sin of the world. It takes away your religion. It takes away your rebellion. And it just makes you blessed. It makes you happy. I mean, it's really a revival of the blood of Jesus Christ taking away the sins of the world. New wine feast, new wine revival. It's the blood of the Lamb. You know? And it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> The Holy Spirit is the enforcement of this eternal blood covenant on earth. <laughs> and I'm telling you the truth, Jesus Christ won't return until it's fully enforced through all creation, every nation, every tribe, every tongue. The Lord Jesus Christ remains in heaven, Acts 3.21, until we restore all things, utilizing the elements of the table of the Lord, the blood and the bread. <laughs> the blood and the flesh. Feasting, 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 and everyone's feasting, and Christianity is restored back to what it was in Jesus' day, in the Apostle Paul's day. Just a big love feast, just celebrating his chalice that inebriateth us. <laughs> How goodly is it? <laughs> just getting wasted on the love of God that's stronger than death and taking away the sins of the world by the overflow of our spiritual feasting. Real Christianity, the real stuff, where it's a constant revival, a constant release of the river of life from the throne of the Father through all creation rejoicing around us because we're the manifestation of the sons of God and we're not going anywhere. We're drowning all creation in the blood of Jesus. We're here to stay and we're just taking the whole creation with us into heaven. So, you're going to have to repent and get into the feast. You're going to have to. There's nothing else here to do. I mean, even if you want to be religious, that will be devoured by the blood of the Lamb. Even if you want to be rebellious, that will be devoured by the blood of the Lamb. Death is being swallowed up in the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> death, where's your sting? Behold, death is swallowed up in victory by the blood of the Lamb. And you can drink that blood and have all death be removed from your brains, from your hearts, from your flesh today in Jesus' name by faith. Everything online is free from our ministry, redletterman.com. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Shotgun.